Hi, I'm Lizard. Hey everyone, I'm Jocelyn. And this is Staying Money News, where we talk about interesting, funny, and weird news in STEM. So first off, what did you find this week, Jocelyn? This week, I found an article called Space Travel Challenge Solved with Origami on the SciTech Daily website, written by the Washington State University. This article talks about how these researchers found out how to use, uh, like, they manipulated origami in order to make a new fuel bladder shape that doesn't crack under super cold temperatures. So basically, this whole research thing that stores fuel would help like astronauts and people out in outer space travel much farther for longer periods of time with fuel tanks shaped with this like origami shape. It's super cool because like they like it, it, it's just gonna make so many things much much more possible out in space. You know how like we only have a couple months outside in space before like we're out of fuel. So now these tanks are going to be able to last so much more with that with the cold temperature and not crack they're going to be a lot more efficient and who knows maybe we'll be able to reach other planets by then once they actually like get it finalized into like actual like metals and stuff like that what's it made out of like so they started with the test product of course yeah, like... I mean, right now they're still with using just the test product, but like with that test product, it's made out of plastic, right? Mm-hmm. And they tested it with liquid nitrogen under, that was under like 77 Kelvin, which is like negative 196 degrees Celsius. That's freaking cold. That's pretty cold. So they tried it and tested it about 100 times. And it never cracked. Even afterwards, they kept checking the the um, the model, and it didn't have any holes, any cracks, or anything. So they're like, "Wow, th- this is really gonna like stand a chance." Right now, they're still they're gonna test it out with liquid hydrogen at a very low temperature. I'm not sure what temperature they're gonna test it out with, but like knowing that that a uh, model was is made out of plastic and it could withstand liquid nitrogen at such a low temperature it's just like damn that's pretty cool and the reason why it works they say it's because with the origami shape it like distributes the stresses among among the whole uh what's it called among the whole uh model i guess it distributes the stresses instead of having stresses localized in different points whereas the the um the fuel tanks that they have now the fuel bags that they have now they're kind of i don't remember what the shape is but they do some sort of complex shape that doesn't really work out very much and they can only be used about five times before they crack oh under the pressure of moving the liquids through them oh i see it's the it's the point of the Crevices for it to like push the fuel in and that's why it's like in that sort of shape or like why did they pick that shape they're actually the like like i said they're just picking that shape 
merely because it alleviates the stresses from moving the liquid through. All when right. moving the liquid through, it localizes stresses in different areas, right? Whereas here, the stresses are very like neutral around the body. It says here that even with the hardiest of designs, the the uh, designs only lasted about five cycles of like pumping the fluid through the the um the fuel through, which really just doesn't leave that much distance to be like traveled via space. You get me. Mm-hmm. So with having with this just origami with this origami um, model just made with plastic, it was able to withstand 100 cycles, five cycles to 100. It's like that. That's a lot much more distance that can be traveled. Imagine how many like planets we can actually reach. Maybe not astronauts because light years. Are, freaking huge but like with (laughs) (laughs) but with like imagine nasa sending a rover over to some other planet and actually being able to land on like pluto or something yeah i mean it sounds really cool that that so many advances could lead us to like so far for this one let's move on to my second article which is in which I found via the engineer article called biodegradable plastics made from sewage sludge. Now I'm really into the whole uh, sustainability stuff and all that because like we live in California it's heavily polluted here and we're going all electrical with these electrical cars and everything being solar powered and all that stuff. I thought when I read this article, hey, this is real cool because with in this article, they found a bacterium that can actually consume sludge and wastewater to produce plastics, basically. So <laughs> it's really cool. So like we clean up our waters and we get plastic and it also eats up plastic i think from what they say yeah it's by it like the bacterium it consumes the sludge to create plastic and it can also consume that plastic because that plastic is also biodegradable so it's like an endless cycle of being able to produce plastic without all the like emissions and all that stuff of and all that stuff affecting our ozone layer and everything uh it has a very low cost and it's very sustainable making bioplastics so it really takes away all the costs from having to produce all these plastics through uh what's the word it reduces the upstream costs of creating bioplastics uh it says here, we have demonstrated a potential way to use mun- municipal wastewater activated sludge and agri and aquaculture industrial water to make biodegradable plastics. Furthermore, the bacterial strain does not require elaborate sterilization processes to prevent contamination from other microbes, further cutting down operating and production costs of bioplastics. 
to me, this is like, it's real big for us, especially here in, I hate to say it, California, Los Angeles. We see a lot of contamination, especially on our streets. There's a lot of littering going on. We see plastic bags everywhere. Our pollution is very high. COVID for a minute was able to like reduce the smog over our downtown area, but a couple months in, it was back and it was worse because of all the fires that were going on. But I think that with the creation of these, uh, with the use of these uh, bacteriums to create bioplastics, it's going to help us alleviate a lot of what's going on with global warming. Less production of plastics that can't be biodegradable. Like imagine all that like wasteland being able to like get reduced because we have these bacteriums eating it all up. And the good thing is that it's not harmful to the environment. Like it won't kill any of our animals or like like ocean life. It's gonna be able to live and thrive with the use of this bacterium while cleaning up all of this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a plastic that like biodegrades, but it's also a plastic that you can no. keep in a water bottle? It's a, uh, it's a bacteria. So like that bacteria is released into say wastewater, right? There's a bunch of waste in that water, anything in that water, that bacteria basically eats it up kind of, you could say, and it can be collected to like recycle all that waste and create biodegradable plastic. I'm a bit confused because if, <laughs> if it eats it, then how does it make it? I'm guessing it's kind of like a kind of think about it like this, kind of like uh, how can I say it? I guess you could see it's kind of like I think about it like this, kind of like a fertilizer. From that fertilizer, it's consuming and taking up all this like the nutrients from the waste, and then they recollect that to create the plastic. Well, it's kind of like that thing where like astronauts, they drink their own pee, right? But it's filtered. It's kind of like that, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I heard about that, but like not astronauts, but like people being stranded in the desert, kind mm -hmm. of using humidity to get the water out of their urine. Mm. We are having a C's Candies fundraiser just in time for Valentine's Day. Show some love by sending someone chocolate or get yourself a treat. Shipping is offered throughout the U.S. The link is in the description and also on our website, kasule.edu slash org slash Baja under active fundraisers. Send some love today. All right, Liz, what did you find today? Um, so, well, GoDaddy sent out an email to, like, their employers of, like, send in your information for you could get a $650 for like, you know, their holiday bonus, right? So no problem. You put in your information, like, and then who? GoDaddy. Who's GoDaddy? Like the domain. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so GoDaddy emailed like a form to their employers to say like $650 for their holiday bonus. So like put in your information and then you'll get that money for the holidays. But 
it was just a security measure. And so like anybody that put in their information on that form that they said that you'll get that holiday bonus was actually a phishing email. So like they used it as like a security measure to see like who would fall for it. So like nobody got the money, nobody got the 650 <laughs> for the bonus. It was just purely for that security department to like see who needs a little bit more training <laughs> and that's pretty much that's all it was and so i think that's kind of pretty mean especially in the pandemic <laughs> like yay my company cares about me let me just put in my information in this email on this form that's from their i'm pretty sure it's from it was from their email we'll put the photo up of what the actual email is and so like but even though domain name says GoDaddy, so like, why would they even think it was a phishing email? <laughs> I'm, oh my God, that's, that's so mean. Like, I'm, it looks pretty, it looks nice, but it wasn't true. That is so mean. So what did the people do? And how did GoDaddy go about, like, telling them? Like, yo, like, how did y'all know, not know that this was a lie? So it was like two days later. They were like, they should send it out to the people that did the form. And they were like, you failed. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. I'm <laughs> so sad. Honestly, I don't even know how I would react to that. I would be, I, mad. I would be Especially mad. if like you you send in that form for that 650 and you know like for sure you're going to get that back and then you pay like for a Christmas present and you, and now you can't pay it back cuz like you didn't get that money. <clears throat> Imagine how so many people were like ready and making plans and like mm -hmm. Wow, that is messed up. Do you think that there would be any like repercussions against GoDaddy having done this? Um, probably not. Probably maybe there's like some fine print on the email or right. or that there's something in the contract like there will be certain precautions throughout your career and like maybe this was one of them. <clears throat> but it's definitely messed up. Maybe if it was more money then they will be like sued, but like $650. Yeah. I don't know, man. But $650, <clears throat> I would still be pretty, oh, I would be so upset because it's like, well, then again, I don't make money like that. But uh, it's like, I don't know. I just wouldn't be, very, $650 is rent for me. So imagine if I had used up my rent money thinking, oh, like, I'm going to get this money in the in, in the mail. And, and then all of a sudden, GoDaddy goes, oh, it was just a test. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, yo, no, you what am I going to do for rent? <laughs> That's so upsetting. Wow, poor yeah, people. Other companies have actually done something similar, and they and they don't and they actually put out a the Tribune like newspaper online thing did almost the exact same thing, but.
but they were very um apologetic after it but it doesn't oh. seem like that he was <clears throat> you know what i'm seeing right now you know like with regular like phishing emails you have to check that grammar is correct there are so many grammar errors <laughs> in that email oh maybe maybe that's why but like who reads that you should see the bolded part 650 and you're like it's nine. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm what words? I'm dumbfounded with that. And over Christmas. Oh my god. <laughs> like everything about this strikes evil. Like it's it's comedic, but <laughs> definitely <laughs> in poor taste. Like, nobody double-checked this. Nobody was like, hmm, that's not right. <laughs> so, like, GoDaddy is the hub for websites. So, like, if there was, like, a security breach, then that would be, like, really bad for, like, all the websites that they they hold, right? So, like, financial websites, like, that would be pretty bad. Wait, so, like, you think that if, like, they were breached all mm -hmm. the domains that they make would get would also get breached like Possibly. even people that wow because like a friend of mine like she can't even show her video like on like zoom like because then you'll be breached and then you'll be like in the system of like whatever like server they're on so maybe they could like go to whatever faction of that server and just like get whatever they need out of that oh <laughs> yeah there's so many risks and so many things i mean it's it, like i see the reason why they would test their employees like that i really do like i get it now it makes sense for them to just throw little these little like curveballs at their employees but not with money. Don't play with no. money. <laughs> like, especially not, like, during Christmas time. Not during a pandemic. Yeah, they should have been, like, a prize or something or, like, a, a gift instead of saying a monetary value that we're going to put into your paycheck. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, here, we're going to throw better. in an iPad. You know? Like, everybody just throws in an iPad for some reason. But it's the money it's just like okay you know you're 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 playing with feelings now mm -hmm. okay so let's go on to my next article so a couple of dancing starlings put out the power in 50 homes so starlings are like little birds so there's like a couple like hundred of them just going on power lines and just moving them about like like moving and then going on them and then moving and then going on them. And if you're watching this on YouTube, we're probably showing the video, but like removing it, they're moving and they're going on them like periodically. So like every like 10 seconds, somebody's whole electricity would just like go out. And for a while, for like a couple of weeks, nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew. And then, so they, they finally tracked it down and like a little, like three ounce bird well multiple three ounce birds were just hopping on the power lines hopping off 
popping on and like the only way they think of like trying to fix it would be to like do the noises of like their predator like around that same area for them to go away because like power lines like it'll be really costly to actually put a barrier on them because the only reason why like the movement of the starlings onto the power lines was like so hefty was because the power lines will like clash and so once they clash they can't like so it'll create like a little circuit and so like it's not going anywhere so it's just going like in there but pretty much like the only way they could fix it was like do the sounds of like predators and like that's the only way they could do it because if they actually try to put like a barrier on each power line that'd be like super expensive and then they'll have to like redo the poles they'll have to like reinstate them so that'll like cost too much for like these little birds just messing up the electricity so these little they were causing the power to trip yeah oh like my god flicker. like if it, if it was like a dance party it would be like looking like the same thing <laughs> imagine like imagine you were using your toaster oven and you're like trying to toast some bread <laughs> never get to toast your bread i'm sorry but that's the first thing that came to my mind <laughs> these birds coming in the way of me and toasting my bread that's funny like yeah. what are the odds of getting these birds to like mess up your electricity like that has that happened to them before do you know no i think it's the first time that they happened because like during that same time they were like it's either there was like a loss of territory due to like farming so like their territory that they're used to hang out wasn't there so they'll just hang out on power lines i guess I so mean, I guess that's the fair. same. Yeah, I guess it's this. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's fair. I mean, that's where you got to start thinking about all the deforestation and all that stuff. It's like you can't expect these animals to just not come here anymore. Like they migrate. They do this every single year. Like they gotta come back somewhere. And if they're gonna come and trip up your power, then maybe you shouldn't have cut down those trees. You know, and they, man, like it's funny, but then you start thinking about the reason why it's happening, and you're like, well, that's sad because they don't have anywhere to be anymore except these power lines. Yeah, but it looks like they're having a fun time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just <laughs> bouncing on them. <laughs> that's funny. The only thing, like, are the power lines, because I've heard that you can't, say if you're, like, you touch one power line, you can't touch the other one, right? Because you, then you fry yourself, right? Yeah, like, if if you're connected to ground and you touch a power line, then you get fried. But if you're, like, birds, like, they could touch a power line, no problem, because they're not connected to ground at all. But if they oh. were to touch, like, if they had a high wingspan or whatever, and they touch one power line and then touch another power line, then they'll get fried. But if they're only touching one, I guess because it, like, passes through them, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Then they're okay. But, like, if they're not connected to ground, then they're good. You know what I'm thinking about? Because they're all jumping, and there's so many of them at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's like, what would happen if they, like, 
tip of their feathers just kind of like touch. Then they'll be fine. Probably a couple of dead birds at the bottom. Man. (laughs) It's like, in the end, it's all humanity destroying nature. In the Mm -hmm. end, that's always that. And then they say they're flocking together in that sort of way to like communicate about like where food is at. So like that's the only reason why they're all flocking in that in that sort of weird pattern. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every time I see birdies like flocking like that, I think they're doing some sort of like weird mating dance or something. But no, oh that's for food. <laughs> like where is it at? <laughs> for the west east. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cute. And there's such pretty little birds, too. Oh, they've had problems with geese, too, apparently. Where do you see that? Do I have that in my notes? Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> opened up one of your links. <laughs> oh, you opened it. Yeah, but like they said, it says there that they've had problems with a couple of geese, like making their nests there, but never with these birds. Yeah. I would ex- I would have expected that to like happen a lot. That they make nests there. Yeah. Hmm. Or like just do that. Oh, I don't know, man. So that wherever they would like rest, that just recently happened that they took down those trees. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, they better get used to it. (laughs) Every year it's gonna happen. Oh, yeah, that's why they're trying to, like, boost that sparrowhawk predator sound for them to, like, get out of there. (laughs) Man, man, that's not fair. (laughs) Bring back their tree. Like, where are they gonna go, actually? Like, they're scared of that place, but, like, they're gonna find another place. That's not fair. Mm. That's not fair at all. Poor birdies. So this has been Staying Mitty News. Thanks, guys. Bye, Bye, everyone. See ya. Thank you for listening to Staying Money Podcast. I'm Mr. You can follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok with the handle CastleyBahaSE. You can also check out our website, CastleyBahaSE, if you want to check out more stuff about our team. And we also have some merch on there as well. You can also join our Staying Muddy podcast subreddit if you'd like. Thanks again for listening. See ya. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Staying Muddy podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Baja SAE and Cal State Los Angeles. 